Hey there, and welcome to the Two Mom Life Podcast, a show for moms like us balancing it all and ready to live an inspired and full life. I'm your host, Jody Freed, mom of four, Jewish community professional, and mother's empowerment coach. Motherhood is a journey, and on this podcast, inspired by Jewish thought, you will learn from other moms, receive practical advice, and loads of inspiration. Motherhood is messy and certainly not perfect. Here is to mom life, to finding your way, to finding perfect moments. Here is to you. Everybody, welcome. In today's episode, I speak with Rebecca Saltzman, who's an absolute rock star. This interview was first aired, interview series that I ran called The Jewish Mama Masha. Rebecca talks about time management and clearing clutter. In the interview, we talk about how to clear the clutter out of our lives so that we can hit the ground running every single day. Rebecca gives her top tips to minimize the overwhelming stresses of everyday life so that you can really focus on your goals and your family so that these little, you know, negative aspects, negative thoughts don't consume you so that they don't consume us because when they do, it can lead to burnout and feelings of inadequacy. So I really, really, really encourage you to take Rebecca's tips to heart. They're so practical and so valuable. And with them, we can better ourselves each and every day. So thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoy this conversation as much as I did. And um, yeah, see you soon. All right. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Jewish Mama Mashup. I am thrilled to be here today with Rebecca Saltzman from Balagan Be Gone. So Rebecca has a wealth of knowledge, but she specializes in helping moms clear the clutter and she has expertise in time management, zero waste, just, you know, lots and lots to share with us today. So Rebecca, I'm going to turn it over to you for just a minute to introduce yourself more in depth and okay. then we'll dive in. Excellent. Hi, everyone. I'm Rebecca Saltzman, and I help people, women in particular, uh, to live their best life. I love going into people's houses or working online with people to help them um, really clear out the clutter in their lives so they can focus on the things that are important to them and really, you know, hit the ground running every single day and not feel like everything is so overwhelming. <laughs> that's great. And that's amazing. And I know that um, when you just said that those words, like clear the clutter, my mind immediately kind of went to like email inbox. <laughs> that's where I... I just did a podcast about email inbox. Did you really? Yeah. yeah. I'm like, like shocked. I'm like, I said, one lady emailed me and said she had 74,000 emails in her oh. inbox. Wow. Like that is a lot. That and is it's hard. Lot. Yeah. It's like, that's also a source of clutter, incoming digital clutter. We don't know what to do with it. And like, it's really difficult and challenging. And if you can clear all that stuff out, it actually makes doing tasks, like checking your email less onerous. And uh, it's in every aspect of our lives that things just come into it. And I think it affects how we manage our day-to-day -day time. And 
it's awful <laughs> when we have so much stuff. So we can just minimize what's coming into our lives all the time. It's going to be a huge boon for our time. And we're going to automatically get more time every single day when we can have less coming into our lives. Yeah, I absolutely hear that. And it's something that I'm working on. It's like a work in progress, <laughs> all that digital clutter. And I really want to go into with you today the time management piece and okay. you just touched on it right here how the digital clutter kind of affect the way we manage our right. time. Yeah, let's go into that a little more. Tell us about some of the pain points of the, the women that you work with and your okay. best pieces of advice. Okay, so the biggest thing that I see is that it doesn't matter if clutter is digital or if it's physical, the clutter in general inhibits like the, our ability to do things because you know Pierre Cavot says more possessions more worry like mm -hmm. the more we have the more we are going to worry about our stuff and I find that so many people are just like worried about their stuff and we spend a lot a lot of time worrying about stuff if we can clear out the stuff then we'll have more time to do the things we need to do or want to do so that's like one aspect of the time management have less stuff both in your real life and in your digital life and, you know, minimize everything you can so that you really are focusing on the things that are important to you. And then the second thing is, is to learn how to manage your time better so that you can get the things you need to get done. A lot of women come to me and they're like, I just can't fit everything into my day. There's my work stuff, especially for a lot of my clients work from home. There's my work stuff. And then there's the dishes and the laundry and the cleaning and all this other stuff. So my uh, biggest thing is outsource wherever you can automate wherever you can, whatever you can get to do a machine to do, do that. And wherever you can have somebody else do something for you, also do that. You, there is no rule that says you need to do every single thing and be responsible for every single thing. Your spouse can do things for you. Your children can do things for you. You can outsource to someone who you actually pay. But if you're expecting people in your life to do nothing, they will do nothing. Hmm. And if you're expecting them to do things, it might take you time to train them to do it the way that you would like. But in the long run, it's going to pay off. And just as a side point, we are just looking for things to be done. My feeling is always perfect is the enemy of done. Things don't have to be perfect. They just need to be finished. So even if someone does something not the way you would do it, it doesn't matter. It's finished. And that's all that is important. Like my kids don't clean the toilets as well as I would like them to, but it's done and I didn't have to do it. And like one child Shabbos afternoon cleans the toilets, one does the sinks and the other does the floors and they split up the task. Is it perfect? Absolutely not. Is it passable? Yes. Over time they will get better at it. And again, I didn't have to do it and that makes all the difference. It's important that we allow our kids to do those things and take things off our plate. Yeah, no, I think I think that is really important and interesting yeah. that you bring it up. And it also is a way for us to work on our own character traits. <laughs> like, it's, hard. it's okay. Perfectionism is like a very terrible trait because it's like a lot. So there's two kinds of perfectionists. There's the perfectionists who will just keep going and going and going and going until everything is perfect. And then there's the perfectionist who will do nothing because they know they can't do things perfectly. Mm. So you have to find like the happy medium, especially in time management, where it's like, 
things have to get done. If the house needs to be clean, dinner needs to be cooked, your project for work needs to be finished, whatever it is, it has to get done. So you have to learn to find that middle ground where like it's done and you know, it's going to be done no matter what. I always say like, you're going to get to the Pesach Seder no matter what, like Pesach is going to come or Purim is going to come or Shavuot is going to come or Shabbos is going to come. It doesn't matter. All these things are going to come. You'll be either ready for them or you won't be ready for them. At least if you're sort of ready for them and it's not perfect, that's better than not being ready at all. You know what I mean? Like Absolutely. you got to let go so that things can get done. Right. No, totally. <laughs> so I'm really picking up on the value of getting other people to help to yes. do <laughs> tasks that need to get done. What about systems or like managing do you have any like recommendations of how to set up a system for who does what or how to manage, you know, a schedule? Right. Um, well, we like just that. sat down and had a sort of family discussion. Hmm. And I was like, which pre Shabbos task do you guys want to do? And each kid said what they wanted to do. And that's what they do. And some weeks I have to fight with them to get it done. <laughs> I'll be honest. But like, I'm like, you Not agree surprising. Yeah, you agreed to it. So like, you know, so, so for me, it was just about having this open discussion with my family. Like, guys, I cannot do everything. I need you to help. And that's where we went from there. I mean, if they were smaller, uh, my youngest, my twins are 11 and my oldest is 13. So like, if they were smaller, I might have made a chart with pictures or something like that. But yeah, they're bigger. They, I can say to my oldest, like toilets and set the table. And my daughter has to fill the water pitchers and take out the recycling and clean the mm -hmm. bathroom sinks. And my son, my youngest son has to sweep the floors and, and then wash them. And like, hmm. so like they each know what they have to do. Like it's not a lot of tasks. So, you know, and plus I'll have to take a shower, which I think that might be the big <laughs> Fit that in somewhere. Yeah. 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 Um. So, but in general, when, when I find that like people are huge procrastinators and for okay. me, um, I find that when people are procrastinating, like when my kids are procrastinating on doing these tasks, even though intellectually they know how to do the tasks, it's because they don't actually want to like internalize all the steps that need to get done or they, or they don't know all the steps. In this case, they don't want to, mm -hmm. but in some cases it's, they don't actually know all the steps to get things done. So like, if you think about any task that you need to do as like a recipe, each steps like here's all the to gather all the tools you need to to do this task and then go step by step by step by step and figure out exactly each part of the task that you need to do so when mm -hmm. i'm preparing for a course i have to make artwork instead of just writing make artwork i write a list of every single piece of artwork that i need or every like single step in the course that I need, or like by spelling it out for myself, even if it feels obvious, it gives me a clear roadmap how to get things done. So imagine if you're describing something to an alien who's just come down to earth, right? Like, and they don't know how to do anything. That's exactly what you should be doing for yourself when you feel like procrastinating, procrastination hitting you because what really it's coming down to is you don't actually know how to effectively do this task. For me, I feel like that the best way to avoid that is 
be clear about every single step that needs mm -hmm. to be done. Keep a list and then move forward from there. What good advice. And that can be really vulnerable and scary to outline every single step, but you can do it in a journal. Yeah. You can type it yeah. out in a Word document or a Google Doc. And I can see how that can really help simplify. You know, I do the same type of thing. Yeah. Um, you know, when going through day to day, you know, just like my task list. And it really right. does help um, also to, it helps me focus on what right. needs to get done. Cause you know, immediately I can sit down and know, okay, you know, here's my list of exactly. the breakdown and then I can focus on this aspect right now. I think also it helps when you're doing this, it helps like a lot of times people have no idea how, long a task should take them so by doing this you can actually more reasonably figure out how much time you need to allot on your whole schedule to actually get the task done and instead of just <clears throat> looking at it as like one block of time you can actually look at it as several blocks of time within one larger block and i find that that actually really helps people manage and and, and finish what they need to do because they understand in more detail exactly what needs to happen. Hmm. Yeah, that makes a lot of, that makes a lot of sense. Really resonating with me because this is one of my priorities for 2020. Oh, well so, then you should totally join my time management class. I should join your time management class. <laughs> I totally should. Um, let's talk a little bit about how clearing, like clearing clutter and you know i get that that affects time and time management yeah. and i know that this is like also such a um you know such a point for you where you really came a long way in terms of and like you had a, an incredible experience maybe you can just touch on it for a second but about like what prompted you to clear the clutter in your life uh well i had just had my twins uh 11 years ago and I also had a 21 month old at home and we lived in like a really small two bedroom in, in New York City and there was just so much stuff you know two babies do come with a lot of stuff there's two of everything <laughs> basically and plus you know I basically had another one there's three kids in diapers they're all wearing different sizes right like and I'm like oh my gosh this is not this is not working I, I can't get anything done in my day-to-day -day life. There's so much stuff. And what I realized is like, there's just so much stuff. And I read this book called Zero Waste Home. And she had, she only has two kids, but like, she just had so much less stuff. She was producing so much less garbage. And I was just like, this has got to change. And I just cleared out all the clutter in my house. I was like, do we need this? No. Do we need this? No. And I was very, very strict about how many clothes we had for each one of us. And, mm. and it made a huge difference. And it wasn't just in the cleanliness of our apartment, but it was in the way we managed our chores. Like, it was actually easier to clean the house. My cleaning, I always had a cleaner, but my, my cleaner would spend less time cleaning our house because she didn't actually mm. have to move every single thing to actually clean. Like hmm. the cleaner was spending less time. We were spending less time. We were doing less laundry uh, because it sounds counterintuitive about the laundry. Like if you have fewer clothes, it seems like you would have to do laundry more often. Yeah. But actually we were doing the same amount of laundry because we were always doing the laundry once a week. Uh, it's just that 
putting things back was a lot easier because the cabinets were not already stuffed with things we weren't wearing. And a lot of times I wouldn't even have to fold the clothes. The kids would need it before I even had a chance to like finish the dryer and put it away. Like, so obviously for each child, depend, it depends on their age, how old they are, um, how, how, how you live, how many times you're willing to do the laundry in a week. But let's be honest, a family of five, six, seven, ten is doing the laundry more than twice a week anyways, because there's a lot of stuff anyways. There's sheets, right. there's towels, there's linens, there's, you know, everybody's clothes. And if you wait, like I always hear the complaints over like Pesach or Sukkot for the people who don't do laundry during those game. Yeah. They're like, oh my God, I have a mountain of laundry. So like really, if you are cutting, you're doing that laundry more than you think you're doing it. And if you actually have less, it's going to be easier to put away, faster to put away. And it's not going to actually hurt you because you're going to curate the best pieces for yourself. You're going to only have the pieces you really, truly love. Getting dressed is going to be faster and easier and it's going to be less time consuming and you're going to be, have less decisions to make, which is also great. <laughs> it's kind of like, so like in the grocery store. <laughs> I remember um, we moved to America when I was 10 years old and I remember going like going into the American grocery store and seeing a million choices of every yeah. single item. And I remember my mother talking about how it was so overwhelming. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot. Um, I go to a restaurant with my mom. She's like, so many choices. Right. <laughs> right. It's hard totally. for people to make choices. Um, so limit, if you limit the choices, it actually takes less time and you end up feeling happier because you're only choosing from items you really love. Wow. And you can help people do this because this is I really totally difficult. Help people do that. <laughs> this it's is really super difficult. difficult. It's super difficult. But like, I always think of myself as a museum curator, the same way that they're picking the best pieces for you to see you're picking I'm, or I'm helping you pick the best pieces for your closet and for your body and for yourself so that you can make the most of your time and feel the best about yourself. And you do this in person or online either way. Both, yeah. Right. yeah. Yes. That's a, that's amazing. Is there a magic number of how many clothing items one? <laughs> so personally, I actually did a count, including everything, including all my scarves and all my workout clothes and my winter clothes and everything, underwear, socks, everything. I had 201 items. And the feedback that I got was, oh, yeah, I have about that same amount. But most people said they had usually triple the number. I'm going to have to count. Okay. <laughs> count and let's go. I'll let you know. <laughs> oh, you're out there. I want to hear your numbers. So count and send me an email. Let me know. I will. My husband's always on my case. He's so great. And he's, <laughs> you know, much more <laughs> your style than mine. <laughs> but I see the value in it. I really, yeah. really do. I really see incredible value in it. And I hope, you know, it's also, it's like a goal down. I'm working toward it. Um, that's great. Well, this has been so much fun. I know everyone that's tuning in is um, busy and running a million places. So I don't want to take too much more time um, in this interview, but I just want to turn it over to you and see if you can tell us a little bit about the gift that you're offering the community and also let us all know where to reach you. 
Okay, so you can reach me at balaganbegone.com or at Rebecca at RebeccaSaltzman.com. That's R-E-B-E-K-A-H. I'm giving everybody a gift off of $11 off my time management course, which makes the course $36. The course is five modules long. It's go at your own pace. I cover the acronym TIME, T-I-M-E, which stands for Tools, Itemize, Manage, and Efficiency, Elimination, and Enjoyment. So, uh, and I'll go through exactly how our hormones affect what we do and how we can manage our time more effectively based on our hormones. I'll go through tools uh, to get you through your day, how to itemize your tasks, how to manage your tasks, and how to eliminate tasks you don't need. Very nice. That sounds like it's packed with value. It's Um, super packed, and it's a great price for $36. You guys are getting amazing guys sign up sign up it's coupon code mama capital m-a-m-a cool and i'll post all the details um awesome you you. know in the email with this video and in the facebook group so thank you so much for joining me i'm really excited to keep talking to you offline (laughs) (laughs) and um yeah i really appreciate it bye everybody thank you for tuning in to the two mom life podcast if you liked what you heard today please remember to rate us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. If you would like to learn more about me and my work helping moms feel filled and in balance or helping moms integrate family adventures, big and small, into mom life or to explore how we can work together, visit my website, loveadventuremom.com or find me on Facebook and Instagram at the handle loveadventuremom. Till next time, l'chaim to life.